Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, bonjour, and salamu alaikum. Welcome to the Stand Up From The Crowd podcast, the first live podcast dedicated to no BS leadership. And today we are talking about your style. Finding the right balance between comfort and professionalism is key when it comes to dressing for success. But it's easier said than done, right? So if you want to learn how to make small changes that can have a big impact and improve your image as a leader, then you want to stay around. If you like us, as usual, tell your friends and colleagues to go over Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and give us a five-star five star review because we are worth it. We do deserve it, right? Don't you think so? <laughs> Our standout guest today, Julie Louise, is the founder of Science of Image and creator of the Style System. And during our conversation, we are going to discuss how to leverage your style as a tool to command respect, attract more opportunities, and feel more confident. So grab your notebook and pencil because this is going to be an interesting one. Please help me welcome Julie. Hello, Julie. How are you doing? Hello, Doreen. I'm wonderful. How are you? I am wonderful. And let me tell you something, people. Julie is based in the Philippines, so she's Canadian, but she has relocated in the Philippines. So I think it's, you told me, 1.30 a.m. there? Yes. Yeah, it's the middle of the night here. <laughs> <laughs> See, so here, here's the thing. You know, when you want to make some, something happen, you make it happen no matter what. And thank you for taking the, the time out of your night <laughs> to be with <laughs> us today. <laughs> so today we are going to talk about a topic that I love, that I believe is crucial. And I try, you know, to put myself together every time I go live on the stand-up podcast. But I know, um, you know, that can be tricky for a lot of people. You know, it's how to dress for success, how to dress in a way where you feel comfortable, you feel empowered, you know, and that you feel like you can do it on a daily basis. And I know it is not easy. It is a challenge that I'm facing myself. But before we, we, we dive into the nitty gritty of, you know, the style and, and all the secrets that you will be sharing with us, I want to learn more about you because your story is super interesting. And we were having a conversation prior going live, Julie and I, and I was telling you how her story was perfectly imperfect <laughs> because <laughs> like so many of us and so many of you I'm sure really relate to it. So let's talk about your, your professional journey. You were mm -hmm. an IT recruiter, then mm -hmm. a language instructor, and you finally ended up being a style expert. When I read here, when I look at your journey is, okay, you had a job, but you had a passion, maybe, you know, uh, lying somewhere, and one day you decided to follow your heart and to follow your passion. But I would like to know, because I know a lot of people would like to make the jump and would like to make the transition. And it is very mm -hmm. challenging for them. So I would like to know what was your process, you know, going from a corporate job to finally pursuing your passion? Mm -hmm. Well, I would say that it started a long, 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 long time ago. Um, ever since I was 
very young, three years old, I've loved style. It's always been, you know, a part of me that came naturally that I loved. Um, you know, I loved dressing up Barbies when I was young. I loved clothing, playing dress up. So it wasn't something that, you know, just kind of became an interest at some point in my life. It's always been a part of me and it's really served at me at different times in my life when I was discovering more about who I am and trying to figure out like, you know, what makes me different? Who am I? Um, where do I fit in this world? And it's really served me in developing my own sense of self and sense of self-confidence. Um, and that's really what brought me to uh, study psychology in university. Um, I was really interested in self-esteem and, you know, the cognition behind what makes someone confident or not. Um, at the time, I didn't know image consulting was a thing. It wasn't until I worked with a career coach in university that I realized this was actually a, a field of work and it combined style and psychology. And I knew right away that this was something that spoke to my heart. I felt really called to do it. but um, I was, you know, in my second year university, I think, and it it wasn't the right time. And so, like you highlighted, I have had different phases of my professional career where I did explore other areas. I taught English um, abroad. That was where I really discovered my my love of teaching. Um, and after a couple years of that, I felt like it was time to really start taking image consulting seriously and see how I can make a go of it. Um, so I got my diploma in image consulting in Singapore and moved back to Canada to pursue this. And um, I really had to support my own dreams by working in uh, jobs that, you know, allowed me to support myself because being an image consultant, companies don't just higher image consultants. If you're if you want to do this, you either become um, a stylist working for a, a, a retail store um, or you might go into you know retail or design or you start your own practice, um, which was the route that I wanted to go. And there's been many iterations. I worked with clients in person at one point. I did a lot of workshops for newcomers to Canada and the job search. Um, that really translated well when I shifted into IT recruiting. And um, and then even their image played a role in my own growth uh, in that part of my career, but also seeing the impact of image on the candidates that we were presenting that were interviewing for jobs. And then recently, uh, we had an opportunity, my partner and I had an opportunity to escape the Canadian winter and um, just be able to, to create the space to go all in with image consulting and be able to devote 100% of my focus to uh, the business and working with clients. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, the lessons you learned, you know, when working at the IT firm, you know, recruiting uh, IT firm. And what did you notice? How did you notice that the way candidates would present themselves would either have an impact, a positive impact or a negative impact on their success uh, in getting a job? Mm -hmm. Well, the first 
the first aspect that I would say played a really key role is the candidate's confidence and how they showed up. Um, you have to be able to present yourself in a way that you're communicating both visu visually, non-verbally and verbally your value. And if you are confident about that, it translates non-verbally through the way that you're speaking and the way that you're showing up on camera. Whereas if you are not confident advocating for yourself and speaking about your value, that's also gonna translate. So confidence was a big piece kind of separate from, from the clothing that someone was actually showing up in for an interview. But then of course, clothing became a part of that as well, where candidates, you know, sometimes don't realize the importance of their image and the nonverbal aspect of, of how they're showing up. And um, I remember having this one conversation with a hiring manager and he just vented to me about someone showing up basically looking like they just rolled out of bed. Their hair was a mess and basically wearing pajamas. And he was like, this speaks volumes up to me about, you know, if they're taking this interview seriously and if they're taking me seriously and if they're taking themselves seriously. So mm -hmm. it's, it's very much about, you know, what are you saying about yourself non-verbally through the way that you're showing up? And a lot of hiring managers really do notice that. Oh, so you hear people hiring managers, like they do look at that. And it's very true because the way you portray yourself and the way you are perceived is reality. So you can be the mm -hmm. most talented person in the room and you can be very confident if you just wear like a large you know, uh, I don't know, black t-shirt with a pair of jeans and sneakers, depending on the mm -hmm. industry you are in, but still, you know, you can be the most competent person in the room, but that's not what people are going to see. This is not people mm -hmm. are going to perceive about you based on the first impression because first impression does matter. You have three yeah. seconds, I believe, to make a first good impression. And how are people going to judge you by first? is your appearance and the way you dress. So when we say like dress for success, I strongly believe it can like have a, a positive or negative impact on your career progression because you know, at mm -hmm. the smart woman and here is stand up from the crowd, we are all about, you know, getting more women into leadership, into leadership yep. roles. So mm -hmm. you have to think in terms of, you know, the hiring manager and maybe the, the leadership team, like, if we hire her, if we give her a promotion, you know, to become mm -hmm. a leader, be part of the leadership team, what is the image that she will portray? And what is the, the perception that employees will have of her? Again, you exactly. know, the way you dress impacts your success. Um, yeah. And I can speak to that. Like, I personally have been promoted because not only because of my image, like I've been very good at what I've done, but um, like in, in just my previous role, um, when I got promoted, I had a conversation with my boss and um, she said, she, she told me that, you know, from the beginning, she could see me progressing um, into higher levels of the company. And I said, like, what was it that you saw? And she said, it's, it's the way you present yourself. You come across as very confident and very professional. And 
you know, within the the company, they could see that. But um, I think that gave them a sense of confidence knowing that I would also represent the company well, um, because, you know, moving up, you're, you know, often in more client facing positions. Um, so I personally can speak to that. I, I have experienced that exact thing that you're talking about where the way you're the way I was perceived in fact opened the door for me to be considered for a promotion and get and, it and get it which is the most important <laughs> yeah <laughs> so now that we are shifting into a hybrid uh, a workplace right where uh most of the the meetings are taking place um online how do you see the role of, and we know it right now that we're working from home uh, most people they they just dress up casually uh, for their zoom meetings right they don't feel the pressure mm -hmm. or maybe they don't they don't feel you know they are just no longer motivated to dress well just to sit at home behind their computer right so how do you mm -hmm. see this this workplace shift having an impact on the way people present themselves? Do you believe it is still important for people to dress up even though they stay at home and sit behind the computer? A hundred percent. It There's still so much value in still dressing up. Um, even in my you know recruiting role, I was working partially from home and I did still dress up. It wasn't the same level as I did when I was going into the office, but the simple act of like starting your day and taking some time to put thought into how you're presenting yourself and actually changing out of your comfortable clothes into something that you wear for work, there's a mindset shift that happens. And there's actually uh, research that supports this where, um, you know, it's called enclosed cognition. And you associate um, different attributes to different items of clothing. For example, uh, a blazer, you would associate more with, you know, working and, um, you know, authority maybe, credibility versus a sweatshirt that you would probably associate more with, you know, being laid back, casual, kicking back, watching mm -hmm. TV or something. So it, there's like these... Uh, mental associations that we make with our clothes that we literally embody when we are wearing the clothes. So it has a, a very, um, an undeniable impact when we're actually, you know, wearing garments that we associate with working versus relaxing. Um, aside from that, I, I can say for sure, I experienced this it's easy to let your standards slip for how you're presenting when you're not showing up and people can't see, you know, what kind of pants you're wearing. If you're wearing sweatpants or if you're wearing um, even jeans or, or dress pants, maybe if you want to wear that. So it's easy to let your standards slip, but I think that's where this is something that I, I work on with my clients. It's not about what other people see. It is, but Another piece to this is how you see yourself and your own standards for yourself. Mm -hmm. You're not, it like, if you're always dressing for someone else's standards, your standards are going to constantly probably <laughs> decrease and decrease. Like, um, yeah. So you have to set your own standard for 
how you're going to show up. And whether that is a t-shirt and that's your standard and that's good, like you have to find what works for you, but, but you can't rely on other people to set that bar. You have to set your own. And actually, so how do we find our style? I was having this conversation last week with a friend of mine and we were shopping around and she was like, Doreen, what's your style? And I was, that was a good question because I don't know, you know, I, I buy clothes mm. that makes me feel good, comfortable. I like, you know, to, to look the part and put myself together. But mm -hmm. still, what's my style? I don't know. I don't have an answer. And she didn't know either. So mm. what would be the first steps actually? And I know many of you watching and listening, you, you, you wonder what's your style. You're still searching for it. And sometimes I see yeah. women, you know, wearing like, like very simple clothing that looks mm. so good on them, but that I would yeah. never be able to put it together myself, even though it looks that simple. So what would mm -hmm. be... Where do we get started? That's the question to find and to identify our style. Mm -hmm. I love this question. It's actually the very first thing I work on um, when I start working with a client, because usually uh, when we start working together, they're in the exact same place. They don't know their style. And you have to have a vision. You have to have that clarity for how you want to look how you want to present yourself and what you want to convey about yourself. So you have to have that, that vision um, where people go wrong is they are externally referencing and they look at what other people are wearing and try to pick out like, Oh, I think that's my style. Or I think that could work with me, work for me. Um, that's, that's not how to do it. <laughs> how you do want to do it is you want to build your style from the inside out because style is, really what it is, is an outward expression of who you are internally. So it's getting clear on, you know, what makes you who you are? What, um, what do you want to say about yourself? What do you want people to see of you through your style? So your style is built on your vision, values, skills, um, talents, and goals. So it's clarifying, you know, what are your values? What is your vision for your career, for, you know, your relationships? How do you want to show up? How do you want to be seen with the people, by the people around you? What are your skills and talents um, that you really want to embody and translate through your style? And, and what are your goals? Because, you know, they say dress for the job you want. Um, so you have to know, like, where you're going so that you can dress for that as well. Once you've clarified all of that as well as you know taking your preferences into account um you know because you know, some women um really want to feel comfortable in their style i'd say like probably that's 99% of us we want to feel comfortable in our clothes um so it's knowing what your preferences are as well and then creating that game plan and and dressing for your personality. So I have a few different frameworks and exercises that I use when I'm working with clients to clarify this. And once we have um, that the intention and what we're trying to capture, we work on you know what's going to translate that visually through the different frameworks and models that I work with around um, personality dressing, as well as understanding how to dress for your body type because. Um, that's also a component where you need to understand your proportions, 
what cuts, shapes, materials are going to be flattering for your figure because that needs to be taken into account as well when you're creating that vision for your style so that you can apply it to your wardrobe. So let's say, for example, I'm a woman um, in my 30s. Uh, I want to get into a leadership role within the organization I work with. And, um, you know, so I want to dress for success. But, you know, I don't want to fit in. Uh, I don't want to look like everyone else. You know, I want to mm -hmm. add some pop of hello, pink, you know, purple, because this is my personality. And I want to come across, you know, confident friendly but still you know committed to the mission so mm -hmm. this is this is the example so what should i look for to be able to present myself in that way totally so ideally you know we would start off really clarifying what is that style what are we trying to to capture of your personality and translate through your style um, and then from there, if it's really about, you know, your career progression, it's understanding um, how to dress appropriately for the occasion is a big component of that. So let's say you're, you know, going for a role that you would be in a leadership position and you'd have, you know, people looking up to you. You, you need to be able to convey authority as well as credibility, and you need to come across as confident. The confidence is going to translate when, you know, you know how you're showing up, you know your style, it's coming from a very intentional place from the inside out. And then the credibility and authority is going to come from understanding how to convey visual credibility. Um, visual credibility can be translated in a lot of different ways from, you know, the different garments that we associate with power. Blazer, for example, is a big one, um, as well as how you're putting your clothing together. For example, um, if you look at, if we want to talk about uh, color combinations and coordination, when you're wearing really high contrast colors like black and white, it really translates to uh, authority and kind of conveys a seriousness. That's why we see a lot of, um, you know, people in, let's say, um, the banking industry or law, they'll usually wear very high contrast colors. Maybe it's a baby blue shirt with a charcoal blazer. You suit. know what? That's, that's true. I have never seen someone at the bank wearing a a bright color actually that's very true what you're saying mm -hmm. so it depends on industry that's a very very big piece of understanding how to dress for the occasion and navigating even like the business casual dress code it depends on a lot of different factors the industry the size of the company the the company culture what your role is how the people that you are working directly with are dressing um, even if you're in a leadership position, if it's with a really casual company where everyone else is wearing jeans and a t-shirt, you're probably, you're not going to dress um, and convey authority the same way that you would if you were in a company that has a culture that is more formal naturally. So it, it it's kind of ambiguous, like you really have, have to navigate um, 
how you're going to convey credibility relative to um, all of these different elements in your environment, the people, the the culture, the workplace, the industry, mm-hmm. all of those things. Mm-hmm. So um, it ultimately depends, but that's where you need to understand, or that's where it's really valuable to understand like, okay, if I wear this color with this color, it's going to come across as, you know, black and white will come across as more authoritative and like pink and light blue, like what I'm wearing, which is much more of a, an approachable, friendly uh, color combination. So all of the different elements of your style is going to convey some kind of underlying um, visual message. And it's understanding how to craft that based on the effect you're trying to create. Mm-hmm. It's about doing your homework also, you know, and and look out look at the, the the industry you are working you are evolving in or you are trying to enter right how do mm-hmm. successful people dress up look at them you know and and mm-hmm. but don't imitate them that which is exactly what you say don't look at them to try to reproduce the style but look at them to try to understand you know what's the vibe in your industry um that's yeah. very important what is the is there one statement piece if there were if there was one statement piece that you would recommend every woman to have uh in mm-hmm. her closet which one mm-hmm. would that be a blazer a hundred percent um blazers are so versatile uh you can you know obviously you would layer a blazer um but layering it with like I was talking about color combinations can create a more authoritative or Mm -hmm. a more approachable look. Um, The other nice thing about blazers is that they, they polish off a look. If you throw on a blazer to any outfit, even jeans and a t-shirt, it's instantly going to elevate the look. So it really completes the look. It elevates the look. Um, It, it can convey authority, but if you're wearing it, something in, you know, a, a color or a print, it will also kind of tone down the um, the authoritative vibe that you're giving off. So blazers, hand down, hands down. Blaze, blazer, hands down. And actually, we have a few comments here that I cannot see on the screen, but I see that many of you actually are watching the live. So drop your comments, questions, if you have any questions about your style, your body type, whatever, this is the time. And so I see uh, people, I see Ahmed, I see Fatima uh, and Shannon also who says, uh, great topic for back to work. We have lost a sense of professionalism and individuality. Yep. Mm-hmm. And she says, yeah. uh, <laughs> she says, love a blazer, just did a purge of my wardrobe. Oh, that could be a topic we could address to and donated it to dress for success. Exactly. And I did exactly the same thing before Christmas. I purged mm. my dress, my, my wardrobe because that was too much. And that's a mistake that we mm. make also, right? And we can talk about it a little bit is we accumulate clothes so yeah. much that we don't use them most of the time. And then we are confused yeah. as what to wear and we don't know how mm-hmm. to put those clothes together. So what yeah. would be the advice, um, you know, or the best practice here to ensure that you buy clothes 
a few mm -hmm. of them, but that you, you will know maybe how to pair them, but then you don't become overwhelmed with like a quantity of clothing that you will never put on. Mm -hmm. So there's a few different steps to this. Uh, the first one really goes back to what we were talking about uh, with clarifying your style. You need to know what works for you. You need to know what effectively translates um, the, the parts of you that you want to convey through your style. So then once you turn to your wardrobe, and this is exactly you know part of the process that I work through with, with clients, once you turn to your wardrobe, you're looking at each item to determine whether or not this item serves the vision that you created for your style. And if it works for your body type, is it something that you actually feel comfortable in? One of the biggest mistakes, I think, um, or challenges is when women have items that they don't actually feel that confident in but they wear it anyways. And then they're self-conscious and thinking about what they're wearing and if it looks okay or they're fidgeting with it throughout the day. We don't want that. So we want to clear out any items that you don't feel your best in or that you're unsure of, or you don't feel like yourself because if it's not serving you, there's no point. Your clothing is a tool. It should serve you in your life. Uh, it should facilitate your lifestyle. If it's not doing that, it's just taking up space. So you wanna um, really go to your wardrobe and refine it based on what works for you and your style. And, and then once you've refined what you already have, you wanna look at what do I have that already coordinates well. And this is when I work with clients on um, creating a capsule wardrobe essentially and looking at that capsule wardrobe method um, which I have a post about on my profile with a guide for anyone that would be interested. At. I can send that out. But um, yeah, creating a capsule wardrobe and understanding, okay, what of my wardrobe do I have that already coordinates well? And then from there, you can identify holes in your wardrobe so that you can shop strategically for items to fill those holes. Or maybe in creating, um, refining your wardrobe and creating those capsules, you realize that, you know, I have, I've had this white blouse for 10 years. I love it, but uh, it, it's now off white and it could really stand to be replaced. Then you're replacing any staple items that serve a, a place in your wardrobe, but have gotten worn out. So it's taking that approach of like, what do, what am I after? What do I have that serves that purpose? What already, what can I coordinate and where are the holes or what items need to be replaced so that I can strap, shop strategically for those items. And then when you're shopping, you are aiming to get items that you can wear with hopefully at least three other items in your wardrobe. That's a rule that I have. Don't buy something that you can't coordinate with three other items in your wardrobe or create three other outfits with uh, your existing clothes. Wow, that's a good one. I'm gonna check my 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 closet and see mm. if I can if all my my clothes like fit into this rule. We have another question from the audience: um, How to choose accessories that complement your clothing? Mm. So that comes. Back to style again, 
um, understanding what uh, what you're after with your style and what's true for your personality. So, um, for example, in the framework that I use for personality dressing, one of the archetypes we could call it is kind of more of a, a natural um, personality dressing style. With that style, the accessories that you would most often see are more like simple and delicate pieces. For example, the necklace that I'm wearing. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's understanding what your style is, what those pieces are that are going to work. And then if, if you are kind of more of that natural style and you're wearing simple, um, delicate pieces, it's, it's, quite easy to you know throw on a necklace like this it pretty much goes with anything um but it will also depend on the overall look that you're going for and the yeah the the overall um outfit combination so if you're wearing something that is um maybe more simple for example a turtleneck and um and some dress pants i'm actually going to posting an outfit outfit post on Friday about this but um then you might wear something that's a little bit more bold to add flavor to the style and add some visual interest to an outfit that is otherwise really simple so it's kind of a there's an art to it it's a balancing game it's understanding what your style is it's also knowing how to put outfits together and knowing you know what could use a little bit more visual interest versus something that's really simple. Um, you know, if we're talking about the overall look, uh, just with what I'm wearing today with a blazer that has, you know, a print and a color, like there's a lot going on. I wouldn't wear a really big, chunky, loud necklace with this because the blazer is the statement piece. So, um, so you want to, you want to balance, like, what are you featuring of your outfit? Is it one of the garments or is it a simple outfit overall that you're going to add some flavor with accessories? So it's kind of a balancing game and there's an art to it and different things to take into consideration. But, but you have shared like quite practical tips and great tips here. So thank you for that. And, and mm -hmm. my last question to you is, um, what do you see? being the greatest impact that you have on your clients? Mm. It's definitely the greater sense of self and inner confidence. When I work with clients, typically I'm working with ambitious women that are highly intelligent, um, very skilled at what they do, um, usually have come from like a strong education background and never ever thought about their style they're completely lost when it comes to style and like it's one thing for someone to tell you what to wear but it's, an, it's another to actually understand what you're doing and why you're doing it and that's what i impart on my clients is actually equipping them and empowering with the skill to know how to dress for themselves so that they have that skill the rest of their life and once they, once we've worked together and they learn that skill and they see, you know, they see that they can do it for themselves, their confidence just like exponentially increases. And by the end, sure, they have great style. They look wonderful. Um, 
but they're like, I feel like a new person. Like I actually feel confident in how I'm presenting myself um, because I've done that work to figure out like who I am, what am I conveying about myself? And I know exactly how to do it. That's amazing. Wow. I love it. And that's powerful and that's empowering, right? And so yeah. you have shared, shared so many great things with us during this conversation today for, for the people who want to learn more about what you do. And let me tell you something. I follow her. If you don't follow Julie on, on, on LinkedIn, I strongly encourage you to follow her on LinkedIn because she drops like high quality content. And that's that's what that's one of the reasons actually I decided to reach out to her to invite her as a guest on the stand up podcast because I really appreciate you know the quality of her content and the information and the way she put things together. So if you want to learn more follow her but now for the people you know who are ready to work on themselves and to empower themselves and to dress for success how can they connect with you and contact you it's all through linkedin so you can find me on linkedin at julie louise um <clears throat> you can follow my profile i'd love to you know hear your thoughts on any of my posts and when you're ready there is uh, a link to schedule a free image assessment where we can have a conversation about where you're getting stuck and what your goals are and create a plan to get you where you want to go. Yeah, and we will add the link in the comment here so you have direct access to it. Again, thank you so much for being with us today, Julie. That was a wonderful conversation. For those of you watching and listening, I hope you enjoyed it and that you, I personally have learned a lot and I'm sure you did too. <laughs> if you would like to listen more episodes from the Standout from the Crowd podcast, you just have to scan the QR code here that you see on your screen. The link is also available in the comment section. And in the meantime, you take care, you stay safe, and I will see you next week for another live episode of Stand Up From The Crowd. Thank you, Julie, and thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you.